Now that Gray had both eyes open, he could see that Fraser's outward calm was not quite so impervious as he'd first supposed. There was a pulse beating in Fraser's temple, and he'd shifted his weight a little, like a man might do in the vicinity of a tavern brawl, not quite ready to commit violence, but readying himself to meet it. Perversely, Gray found this sight steadying. What do you bloody mean, why? he said, suddenly irritated. And why aren't you fucking dead? I often wonder that myself, Fraser replied politely. I take it you thought I was. Yes, and so did your wife. Do you have the faintest idea what the knowledge of your death did to her? The dark blue eyes narrowed just a trifle. Are you implying that the news of my death deranged her to such an extent that she lost her reason and took ye to her bed by force? Because, he went on, neatly cutting off Gray's heated reply, unless I've been seriously misled regarding your own nature, it would take substantial force to compel ye to any such action. Or am I wrong? The eyes stayed narrow. Gray stared back at them. Then he closed his own eyes briefly and rubbed both hands hard over his face, like a man waking from a nightmare. He dropped his hands and opened his eyes again. You are not misled, he said through clenched teeth, and you are wrong. Fraser's ruddy eyebrows shot up in genuine astonishment, Gray thought. You went to her because... From desire? His voice rose, too. And she let you? I don't believe it. The color was creeping up Fraser's tanned neck, vivid as a climbing rose. Gray had seen that happen before, and decided recklessly that the best, the only defense, was to lose his own temper first. It was a relief. We thought you were dead, you bloody asshole, he said, furious. Both of us. Dead. And we, we took too much to drink one night, very much too much. We spoke of you, and damn you, neither one of us was making love to the other. We were both fucking you. Fraser's face went abruptly blank, and his jaw dropped. Gray enjoyed one split second of satisfaction at the sight, before a massive fist came up hard beneath his ribs, and he hurtled backward, staggered a few steps farther, and fell. He lay in the leaves, completely winded, mouth opening and closing like an automaton's. All right, then, he thought dimly. Bare hands it is. The hands wrapped themselves in his shirt and jerked him to his feet. He managed to stand, and a wisp of air seeped into his lungs. Fraser's face was an inch from his. Fraser was, in fact, so close that Gray couldn't see the man's expression. Only a close-up view of two bloodshot blue eyes, both of them berserk. That was enough. He felt quite calm now. It wouldn't take long. You tell me exactly what happened, you filthy wee pervert, Fraser whispered, his breath hot on Gray's face and smelling of ale. He shook Gray slightly. Every word, every motion, everything. Gray got just enough breath to answer. No, he said definitely. Go ahead, 
and kill me. Fraser shook him violently so that his teeth clacked painfully together and he bit his tongue. He made a strangled noise at this, and a blow that he hadn't seen coming struck him in the left eye. He fell down again, his head exploding with fractured color and black dots, the smell of leaf mold pungent in his nose. Fraser yanked him up and set him on his feet once more, but then paused, presumably deciding how best to continue the process of vivisection. What with the blood pounding in his ears and the rasp of Fraser's breath, Gray hadn't heard anything, but when he cautiously opened his good eye to see where the next blow was coming from, he saw the man, a rough-looking, dirty thug in a fringed hunting shirt gawping stupidly from under a tree. Jeff.